Kim. Um, I love our little intro countdown. Um, I know. Gets us all ready, sets the stage. I do do a little do a little dance party back here when it's happening. <laughs> so hi and welcome everyone to your Kickass Career Weekly Wrap Up, our live show that you can catch here, uh, wherever here is. So we are live on both on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube all at the same time, which is kind of cool. Um, so you can join us live uh, Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Fill in your time zone there because my brain is broken by this time on Fridays. Um, and if you're catching us on replay, we are so glad that you're here as well. Um, as always, drop notes in the comments. Let us know how you're doing. Um, be part of the conversation because we would love to converse and discuss right alongside with you. That's really what this weekend wrap up weekend, weekly wrap up. I'm, I am clearly. Um, yeah. And I, and I do really love, I love the wrap up part of it. Right. And I think we've talked about this in other episodes and other weeks is that we don't take enough time to kind of reflect back on the week that we've had. And that can, it's not just about like, we're not just about, creating a kick-ass career like this is really about creating a kick-ass life and oftentimes we kind of just like we, we bump through right we bump through the, the weekdays to get to the weekend or we bump through the weeks to get to right whatever it is that you're planning and by taking some time to reflect back to wrap things up um it allows us to uh, recognize right? What's working, what's not working, and then what are we taking forward and what are we leaving behind? So I love our Fridays together. I think it's so important. Yeah, it's, well, it's that intentional pause, right? It gives us that time to intentionally pause, intentionally think, and so much of our lives, and and as Louise said, this is, yes, it is your kick-ass career, um, and I think we are both of a mind that we do spend so much of our life at work, whatever, however you define work, because um, as we've talked about before, and we'll talk about again, there are many ways to define work. So whatever that is for you, we spend a lot of our lives doing that. So if we are consciously creating a kick-ass career, we too are creating a kick-ass life, which is really the goal of all of it, right? Like, yeah let's do this thing. Um, yeah. And, and creating that time of intentional pause and intentional reflection allows us that time for thought work, right. For time to think and to process or process all of the things that have occurred over that past week. Um, you know, it just gives us that opportunity. So Louise, what, what has been the past week, been like for you or what are you celebrating right now um, as you take this little pause? Yeah, I like to look back at, and um, I do this with my clients all the time. It's so beneficial is to just take a moment to look back and see the things that are really that have worked well. I haven't had a fantastic week, um, had a lot of things I've been navigating. And um, but yeah, there are still lots of celebrations in that. Um, I would have to say the thing that I'm celebrating the most today is that I have been able to navigate some of those things without getting stuck in any place. And so, you know, it's not that I'm bouncing through those things or skipping over top of them. Um, it is about, you know, spending the time that I need to spend 
um, with the people and animals that I need to spend with. Um, and then being okay that, that that time is that time. And then I get to move through that and go on to the next thing. And, and it has been, um, it has been all okay. Um, and I haven't been stuck in any one emotion, um, in any one place. Um, it's been like a smorgasbord of emotions this week. And I think that's fantastic. And so I'm really celebrating that. I didn't get stuck in any, in any place. Um, and I didn't push anything away. So that's my real celebration this week. I hear that embracing your own humanity this week. Yeah. hundred percent. How about you, Kim? Um, what's been going on for you? Yeah. So I, um, have really been tapping deeply into my more spiritual side, um, lately. Um, I kind of lost my footing with that for a while. I got, I got caught up in a lot of the minutia of life, um, particularly from about a year ago when we moved from Chicago to Montreal, um, it just became that the never ending list of to do's and the, and the constant doing the constant, blah, 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 right. I have no words for it. That's just what it feels like. And so, um, really tapping back into that, that more spiritual side of myself where, um, I've, I have, I didn't lose my morning routine that involved meditation that involves some journaling, but, but the more spiritual side for me is like, I actually draw Oracle cards for myself now that give me kind of a point of, um, reflection, um, give me that place to pause. And so on Mondays, I've been pulling a card for myself to help me kind of create what is that energetic focus that I want, oh, right? Nice. It's kind of cool. It's like, it just feels so nice to shift where I'm focusing. There's plenty of things in my business. There's plenty of things in, you know, my home life and in doing that house management and working with our daughter and uh, my husband travels a lot. So there's, there's plenty to do. So really what I wanted to focus on is where do I want to put my energetic focus? And this week, the card that I pulled, funny enough, the card that I pulled this week was called Take Action Now. So, <laughs> so in that, I've been looking at where am I energetically taking action? Not where am I ticking the boxes, but where am I energetically taking action? Where am I putting my energy, right? What has my, what has pulled my energy or pulled my attention away? And how do I want to shift that back to where I want my energetic energy to, where I want my energetic attention to go? Right. Um, so that's really been what I've been focused on. And honestly, I have had one of the best weeks outside of vacation in a really long time. It just feels so damn good right now. And my heart is with you as well. So, um, well, and you know, I think this is like, what a fantastic insight that, that you got from your experiment this week. Um, and, and really looking at like, there's always a list of things to do. It's like, but when you're intentional around what is going to, where you're going to put your energy yeah. and not let any of those tasks take that energy from you, right? You flip the tables and say, no, no. Where am I putting my energy? Not to say you're not going to get those those things done, but it's like, where, what are those most important things that that I want to focus on that I'm going to be intentional around? 
Um, and yeah, and it just, uh, it pulls those things into, I think it pulls those things into focus. Um, right. When you, when you do that, um, fun. Um, I love when you pull Oracle cards, um, cause it, you know, it's just, it, it's a fun way to, to kind of tap in, um, to not just your, like, we call it your woo woo side. Yeah. Um, right. So it's not just a fun way to tap into that, but it's actually a fun way to like, to, to get things done. Like why the heck not? Mm-hmm. Um, do something that's going to bring some fun and joy into your, uh, into your to-do list or whatever, into your week. Um, I think that's important. Well, and the thing that's so interesting about them is, right, they, they create, the creators of the cards create these messages, right? And it can be any type of messages that the creator of the cards decides, um, whether it's channeling that message or whether it's they are just creating it from within themselves from another way. Um we then pull the cards, right? Those of us that are that read the cards, we just pull a card. And it is, for instance, this morning I pulled a card for myself while I was meditating. And I was like, mm, yeah, so not resonating with me right now in terms of what is that message that the card said. But what I intent in what I did instead was I looked at the imagery on it and I said, what message, what meaning is am I getting from it for me? Yeah. Right. So how can I create or how can I recognize the meaning in this right in front of me um, without having to be dictated by what somebody else's words are saying? with regard to the card. So I think that that really is, you know, we can do that with anything. You know, yeah. people do that with, you know, they see a sunset or they see a, a particular bird or they see numbers or whatever it is, yeah. is we associate a meaning with that. And that meaning then gives us an ability to connect more deeply with it, which now that I'm talking about it actually goes really nicely with our topic for the week about creating me- meaningful work. I didn't even mean to do that. And that was really cool. Boom. Beautiful segue. Um, yeah. So meaningful work. Um, such an interesting topic because I feel like um, meaningful work is uh, misunderstood um, in a lot of spaces with a lot of folks. So I'm going to ask you, Kim, what meaningful work, like what does it mean? Um, what does it mean to you? So I can tell you what it used to mean to me, and then I can tell you what it means to me now because it it has evolved over time. So it used to mean, so I'm somebody who is very um, driven by social justice, social change. I think we know that about myself. Um, And so for me, creating meaningful work meant that I was tapped into making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And while that is true, that can be very meaningful. To me, meaningful work is what it, it is more what is aligned with with my values and what I am focused on in my life right now. So um, give you an example some, uh, that's kind of related is somebody asked me what my favorite charity was. And I was like, I don't have one because that evolves based on where my focus is for that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it, it in general terms deals with right human rights social justice, um, humanity. Um, but it can also, I do a lot of work with animal rights as well. Um, it's that humaneness, right? Um, so 
I could focus meaningful work, meaning that I would only channel my work in the directions of something that is meaningful to me. But instead to me, creating meaningful work is more about where, where are my values and am I in alignment with those values with the work that I am doing, not for the cause I am doing it for. Ah, yeah, I love that, right? There's um, a difference between the cause and the purpose, Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. How about for you, Louise? What does meaningful work mean to you? Well, you know, I think it's really similar, but for a long time, I didn't really think about work as like being like meaningful in like that deep sense, right? And so work for me for a long time gave me a sense of accomplishment, um, right? It wasn't necessarily attached to an organization that I worked for. It was really about like, what am I, what was I able to accomplish? What was I able to do? Um, while I was working. And, um, and it felt, work felt like a means more than having, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, a difference between means to an end and having meaning in what you do. And I think that um, for a long time, work was, it, it did, it paid the bills. Um, It had meaning because it, meant that I could eat and it meant that I could afford travel and it meant that I could write, it meant that I could do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the meaning of work for a long time felt that way. And I think, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but does, isn't that valid? Like if your values are aligned with, I want to pay my bills. If your values are aligned with, I want to travel right now. Isn't that can't, can't you get meaningful work out of what's aligned with your values? Well, and so, and here's the thing that I think is the difference between like, just like a means to an end and then doing meaningful work is actually the time and the intention, the attention you put to answering that question. Got it. Right? And so I think that when you're not attuned to your values or why you're doing what you're doing, then it is, um, it, it, I don't know that it can ever be meaningful. Mm-hmm. If you know why you're working, you know for what purpose. Like we talked about, right? Already. Mm-hmm. If you know those things, then I think um, meaningful work um, can come from anything. But I could be doing the same thing, and it could go from meaningless to meaningful by the attention and the intention that I put behind understanding why am I doing what I'm doing. It comes back to the why. Sure. Yeah. Well, and the the awareness, that level of awareness, right? That self-awareness of what is actually, what is the reason that I'm doing something? What is my mission? What are my values? What is my vision? Um, What is my why? And when we have that level of self-awareness, being able to dive deeper and say, this is why this work is now meaningful to me. And it can be this work is meaningful to me because it pays me the salary that I want to do the things that I want to in life, buy a car, go on travel or create social good. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. Um, so I found this article on Forbes that I thought was really, really interesting. Um, cause they dive into the five biggest myths about meaningful work. And I think we've kind of already started to talk about like what is meaningful work to one person isn't always meaningful to another. Um, and the same work 
can go from meaningless to meaningful by the intention um, and the the thought that I put behind it, the mindset that I have when I go into um, when I go into work. So I I, I would love um, just to kind of um, shoot these myths out because I think they're worth kind of uh, highlighting uh, because often I believe people feel like meaningful work is something else, something mm-hmm. that they're not doing right, and so. Uh, the myth number one in this Forbes article was uh, meaningful work is a simply nice to have. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. That is. And here's the thing. It's not only and it's this might come later in the article. It's not only for wealthy people. It's not only for people of means. It's not only for people of a certain demographic or a certain skin color or a certain uh, gender. No, 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 no. Everybody deserves meaningful work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, um, it's it's the the connection between meaningful work and like your overall well-being you can't deny like you can't have one without the other um i don't think you can be like a, a full being of wellness um without having that connection um to the work that you're doing um and having that purpose because i think there is a fundamental need um that we as humans um, want to be, we want to be needed and we want to know that we're valued in the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't, I, <laughs> my brain is not able to access the Maslow chart of, of human needs, the hierarchy right now. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that idea of meaning and purpose being needed, being, uh, feeling that we are doing something purposeful in the world fits into there somewhere. Absolutely. Right. Like, yes, we have our basic needs. But I think once we get out of having our basic needs looked after and we start to really understand, like, what is it that that really serves us? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, we really do meet, need. I, I do really think it's it's a it's a it's a fundamental need that we need. <laughs> How many times can you say need in one sentence? Um, so, yeah. Uh, myth, myth number two, I'd love to hear uh, what you think about only helping professions are meaningful. All right. So coming from being in the helping world, being in the nonprofit world and the legal world, right? That's a helping profession. We're just going to call it that. We're not going to go into too many details with the legal profession. But in, and, and being a coach and a consultant, right? Like all of these things are helping. And I, I will tell you, they don't all give meaning. Like they don't all feel meaning, meaningful while you're doing that work. Um, there's a whole lot of that, that doesn't feel meaningful. And I am, I am of the mindset that whatever you do, I know you could be an IT project manager and you're totally doing meaningful work. I was an IT project manager. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's interesting because, um, I know there's been studies out there done, like, you know, having groups of people like rank or what they see as meaningful work, um, and what they see as, as not. And it really is subjective. 
right? Like at the end of the day, the meaning that you put into work is really what makes it meaningful. Um, it has nothing to do with your job title or the organization that you work for. Um, I think it's it's really interesting. No, and I think it goes to a lot of, and I've seen a lot of memes about this over the past year, maybe two, um, about this idea that um, success isn't going to college, right? Like, let's stop making it so that people think that the only successful route to a career is going to college. So there are lots of jobs. There are lots of career paths. There are lots of things that we can do in the world that, that don't require higher education, that don't even require secondary education, right? Let's, let's re-embrace all of the trades and all of the ways that people are doing work in the world because any type of work that we're doing can be meaningful work if it's meaningful to us. Right. Um, I'll step yeah. off the box now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so interesting enough, myth number three in this article is that meaningful work is low paying. Yeah. And, um, and I find this interesting because I think where this myth comes from is this, um, that there's information and research out there that shows folks almost 90% of people would take a pay cut if they had more meaning in the work that they do. And so this idea that the work that is meaningful um, is, is paid, they're paid less to do meaningful work. And I don't think that's really what the, what the survey is all about. It's really about how we um, value and equate meaning. We give it more uh, weight than finance. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I this is a whole I, tangent that I, I'm not going to try. I'm going to try really hard not to take us down. But this whole idea that we can't do good work, we can't make a difference in the world unless we take a vow of poverty or at least low income. It's, it's <laughs> such bullshit. It's and it's really frustrating to me. Um, there are so many abundant resources in those, this world and to devalue meaningful work, right? To me, I'd love to see that change to say, yeah, pay me a high wage and give me meaningful work and a story. Well, I, I don't think one, like one doesn't, one doesn't create the other. Right. Like, no, it doesn't. But people are thinking that they are divergent and they don't need to be. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that one got under my skin. <laughs> um, uh, good. Um, I like poking. Down um, words. So it's interesting too, because um, I, I believe that there's also this idea that almost kind of is the flip side or the other extreme to say that, you know, higher status work brings meaning. Um, I think that we fall into this trap too, right? Um, college and university students fall into this trap like I did, is that, right, like uh, I'm going to get my education and uh, it's going to lead to a great paying job and things are going to be fantastic. Um, and I'm going to find meaning in that work. Um, and those two things are not um, correlated at all. Um, and you don't have to keep we keep striving for meaning 
um, up the corporate ladder, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't have meaning here. And so it must be more meaningful at the top. So I'm going to go up there because that's where the meaning must live because I'm not seeing it where I am. And, and I think that absolutely hundred percent, I agree with the, with this Forbes article um, in that I, it, it is a myth meaning doesn't come at the top um, at all. Um, but yet we can, we can, we think it does. And we strive for something that's just not there. Well, I, I think, so meaning can come from being at the top a hundred percent, but it doesn't. So it's, it's kind of like when we talk about leadership, right? It happens at all levels. Mm-hmm. Meaning happens at all levels. And again, go back to what I was just saying about like, it, that really just gets under my skin of this, this, sorry, I'm going to say it again, bullshit hierarchy that we have created of only certain people can have meaningful work. And only if you can afford to take a low paying mm-hmm. job in a caring, helping profession, can you do meaningful work? And well, I personally like being in a caring, helping profession, and that does give me meaning. I am not one to say that this work is for everyone. Like we all have, um, so I do a lot with my clients. We, we do a lot with uh, Gay Hendricks work around zone of genius. So you have your zone of genius and I'm going to butcher this, but kind of look it up and we'll put it in the show notes as to kind of what it truly means. But this idea of when you're in your zone of genius, that's that place where you're in flow, where you're, you are, um, you're doing what is meaningful, right? You are in that place of your work is meaningful to you and you feel good doing it and you get elevated, elevated energy while you're doing it. That zone of excellence is that place which is ego-driven where people are telling you that you're doing good work and it feels it feels good, but it's it's not your flow state. You're not you're not finding meaning out of it, but you're it's it's where we find our golden handcuffs a lot of the times. Uh, zone of competence is that place where you're okay at it, but you're not real great. And zone of incompetence, kind of self-explanatory, just don't do that work. Um, but right, it's when we when we have that ability to be in our zone of genius. We could be doing anything. We could make be making lug nuts. I mean, we whatever it is, everybody has a zone of genius, and we need to embrace all of them. And all of them give meaning, right? And so by lumping it in and saying only people at a certain echelon or that look or behave or act a certain way can have meaningful work. Again, just yeah, Forbes, you got it. These are all bad. <laughs> And that's the one time you'll hear me say that. Um, so yeah, it, it, interesting, but maybe that's another um, episode. Um, so the last myth is something that I love to talk about. Um, and I'd be really interested to hear what you have to say around it, Kim, is that you have to completely overhaul your career to find meaningful work. Well, Louise, no. <laughs> For as much of a verbal process processor as I am, like I didn't need to process that very much. No. Hell to the no. No, 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 no. Is it pause? Again, is it possible that you can overhaul your career to find meaning? Sure, if that's what you choose to do, but you can find 
meaning doing the current job that you're like, you don't even have to change jobs. Right. A hundred percent. You know, it is about um, understanding um, what it is that brings meaning to you. I do a lot of work with values um, with folks, and that is really about laying the foundation so that you can understand what it is, like what's the underlying language and words we have to our why, right? What is our, our values help us understand our why in the world? And when we can be in those, when we can be living in our values, um, that creates meaning in all areas of our life, right? Work is just one of those areas. But yet, abs- you can totally be, you know, when you think about what it is that work brings you, and we started talking about this at kind of the top of our episode, right? Like, I could be doing work and, and it has a means if I'm intentional around that and I recognize that work brings money and financial uh, security, it brings stability, which are all important to me, um, then that work has meaning. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not doing that work um, to understand what that is, it can feel really meaningless um, for sure. Um, you know, changing your thoughts um, around the work that you do uh, and how you show up. Um, changing your tasks. So you you talked a little bit about that, right? When you are in your zone of genius, um, right? That's where you shine. And oftentimes spending too much time and energy on those things that are outside because they feel so like they need so much attention and so much energy because they're not easy. And so we kind of become this donut instead of in the inner zone. We're like around our zone. Um, and then, you know, really about kind of that, the, the relationship that you have, the relationship that you have with others, uh, with, with work itself, um, and being really comfortable with what that looks and feels like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's interesting. I know, um, I think we use a similar tool or maybe even the same tool to help our clients, um, identify their values. Do you, do you use the values in action, the via character strengths? Yeah, that's a fantastic, uh, assessment and there is a freemium, freemium, Mm -hmm. a freemium. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes because I think, um, if you haven't, it's a way to help you start to put language to the things that you already know. We already know we have values. Like, of course we have values, um, but we often don't talk about it. And so we don't have the language that goes around that. So um, that can be really helpful to help you. Um, and notice your reaction when you read your top values and you're like, no stinking way is that a value of mine? That's okay. Um, don't throw the assessment away find another word that fits um, because it, it's only, it's only got so many values in it when there's really like, you know, hundreds of words out there that can describe our values. So I'd love in the comments um, if anyone has done value work is to just kind of share that. And what, what has changed when you, when you think about uh, values and the relationship that you have at work, uh, if you've done anything like that, I'd love to hear about it. Cause um, I really don't think we do enough. Um, or spend enough time kind of thinking about that, laying the foundations of meaningful work. It's really what we're talking about. Right. Absolutely. Well, and what's interesting about the this assessment in particular, but doing any values assessment work is um, how it can change based on where you are 
personally and professionally, right? I Because I always start my clients with it. Um, sometimes depending on if we've seen a, a big arc in them, I'll have them do it again um, towards the end of our time together or even towards the middle of our time together. And you can start to see how things will shift. Like if you're really in a toxic environment uh, at work, you have these safety concerns. You have these, these things of, around trust um, that may not have been major values of yours before you were in this toxic environment where you didn't feel safe and you didn't trust the, the colleagues that you were right. with or the people that you're working for. When you start to shift, even in the same role, that you're in, as you start to shift and begin to build your boundaries and begin to build your own self-worth up again and, and start to really understand and develop that, those strengths in yourselves, you can see those values change. You can see values of hope and love come back in, right? Of forgiveness. Like you start to see how that shifts over time. And it's really, really interesting because that's how we know that we're leaning into meaningful work that and how, like we started saying, creating your kick-ass career is creating your kick-ass life because it, it's so much more than what's happening in your workplace or in your business. It's what's happening in the totality of your world and of your life. Right. So yeah, I love that, that you tapped into that as well because it's, it is so key to this entire conversation. <laughs> so, um, and we will also include that Forbes article in the show notes as well, in case you're curious about revisiting those myths. Um, yeah, we did some myth busting today. Sure did. Oh, I love that show. That was um, a breach. Oh, man. Oh, I, yeah. I missed that show. I just have to see if uh, I can find it. I'm I still so confused with Canadian TV. Um, no, we, we did get that up here. Um, okay. <laughs> so. Great. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Like I think, you know, the cool thing about who we are and humanity and how we show up at work is that we're all different. And I think it, it just leads to, you know, the more you're aware of your values of what brings meaning to you is to have conversations with folks and understand, you know, what's meaningful to them. What, what's their why? Why do they show up in the morning? Why do they get out of bed in the morning? And I think those can be some really um, great conversations to bring us all a little bit closer together. Because at the end of the day, um, it's all it's it's all meaningful mm -hmm. um, because we all mean something. Yeah. So side note, and then we can talk about what we're doing next week. But um, that the Via Character Strengths has a yeah. team component. I don't know. Have you ever used that? Oh, no, I haven't. It's uh, so cool because it overlay, like you see where people's strengths. So uh, where their strengths are, where their values are, and it overlays them as a team so that as a team, you can work together to not only see each other, truly see the humanity in each other, but also understand where each other's strengths are and where if somebody may have something that's lower on their values uh, assessment, how to help them bring that up if that's of interest to them, right? right? Who else has that strength that can partner together? So there's so much cool stuff that you can do um, with teamwork around values. And, and I love that, that that particular tool actually does it for you inside of the program. So cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that. All right. So next week, we're shifting from this idea of meaningful work into the 
ever popular conversation of toxic positivity. And this came from, was it last week or two weeks ago? So la our last episode or two episodes ago, um, hop on there and have a, have another listen because we started talking about optimism as, as a, as a benefit to right. Being a creative thinker and a, really an unsung leadership, um, trait, mm -hmm. I guess is the word, um, and how it can open up options. So Malik's word during that episode was optionism, which I love, but, but that's where this toxic positivity kind of topic came from is because there is a difference between positivity and optimism and toxic positivity just is, well, it's toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to dive into that a little bit more next week, um, which I can't wait because I love talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and Louise and I share a mentor, uh, Kate Swoboda, and she would always say to us, I am not talking about putting glitter on poop. So really that's the idea of toxic positivity is like, you have poop, call it poop. It's okay. You don't have to throw a whole bunch of glitter on it to suddenly make it shiny. It's still poop. Right. Right. Like we do have poop in the world. <laughs> you said need 400 times in a sentence. How many times am I going to say poop in a sentence? So, well, then we put it together and then we need. We need to poop. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Louise. Let's send our guests out on that. Well, okay. Like, I think it's time to wrap it up then. Uh, just in case folks need to, um, you know, take a health break. Um, <laughs> we will wrap it up. Nice. All right, everyone, we hope you have a wonderful time um, over this next week. Um, don't forget to set your intentions for the week. We'd love to know what those are and how you're doing. Um, if you have any questions or feedback from um, this or any episode, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, in the meantime, keep moving forward towards your own kick-ass career, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye, Louise. Bye, Cam. Bye, Bye for now. Cam.